Twin Cities Orthopedics is proud to be the official sports medicine provider for Tommy Athletics. TCO is trusted by some of the biggest names in sports, and they bring that same level of care to our athletes. Thank you, TCO, for being a part of our team. Visit TCOMN.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to Tommy Talks, a weekly podcast bringing you inside St. Thomas Athletics, where we'll get to know those who wear the purple and gray. I'm Corbu Status, and this week our guest is Joe Rudd, a sophomore on the men's swimming and diving team. We talk about the family tattoo, the fine art of improvement, cooking healthy, and much more. You can subscribe to Tommy Talks wherever you get your podcasts, and if you love it, please give us a five-star rating. Now, here's our conversation with Joe Rudd on another edition of Tommy Talks. Joe, welcome into the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here. One of the things we like to ask as we do the podcast is, why St. Thomas? I think the choice to come to St. Thomas was mostly based on two things for me, those being the, uh, well, both tied into the swim and dive program. I knew I wanted to swim in college like my entire time in high school because swimming's been a part of my life since I was five years old. Okay. So when uh, I became a freshman in high school, I started seeing some results from swimming. I started getting better. And at that point, because one of my older sisters, Erin, actually swam here before me, um, she told the coach, Scott, about me. And Scott was scouting me since freshman year. So... I uh, had, I don't want to say an in, but it was right. it was nice to have someone to talk to at the university, and so it really helped influence my decision, I guess. Yeah. Would it have mattered if they were still a Division three school, or were you coming to St. Thomas D3, D1, no matter what, if they would have you? Well, by the time I was a senior, I was definitely looking for a D1 school, so when I heard that St. Thomas was going D1, I was ecstatic i was so excited and i just i knew that this was the place for me just because i had the coach that i knew i had my sister here i had like i had come on a visit so i had met a couple of people i had met some of my sister's friends who are now my friends yeah so aaron one of three sisters that you have yeah and you're the youngest yeah (laughs) what was that like growing up uh um were you their barbie doll Well, up until the age of five, I would (laughs) describe myself as more of a doll than a person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There's a couple of pictures of me out there that I don't really want surfaced. (laughs) Okay. Well, we we won't dig them up for this podcast. Appreciate Uh, it. (laughs) Were they all swimmers, too? Uh, Actually, Aaron was the only swimmer, but all four of us tried swimming. Uh, So myself and Aaron are the two competitive members of the family. Yeah. Uh, my oldest sister, Megan, started swimming, and after a couple of months, my mom had to sit her down and talk to her about how she wasn't really seeing results, even though she was doing really well at practice, and (laughs) Megan told my mom that she was trying to tie with everyone because she didn't want to make them feel bad. (laughs) Oh, Megan, that's so sweet. It's so nice of her, and it's yeah. it's so representative of her personality, but it's really not good for an athlete. No, not good. <laughs> I love that story. And then what about your other sister? Well, Katie was remarkably good at breaststroke, which is actually my stroke, too. Yeah. But, you know, she just kind of drifted away from swimming because, you know, comp- competitivity outside of, like, academics, not really yeah. something she's down with. 
So swimming is in your family then. Who's the big swimmer in your family? Was it your mom? Was it your dad? <laughs> My parents, neither of them were uh, swimmers. They oh, just, really? Uh, once, the, once we moved to Minnesota, I was originally born in Montana. They were looking for sports, and they just thought, I don't want to put my son in hockey, which is like, you <laughs> yeah. know, Duluth, Minnesota, you got to right. play hockey. And then uh, they were looking around, and they knew a coach on a local team, so they were just like, we'll throw him in the water. Sure. And then my sister followed suit a couple of weeks later, and the rest is history, I guess. So do you remember anything about Montana? You must have been pretty young. I remember snippets. I remember my neighbors owned horses, and I was a big fan of those. And yeah. then... Just a couple of friends that I had there. What about your sisters? Because they're all older. How old? How much older is your oldest sister? My oldest sister is eight years older than me now. So she's or, pro- not now. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably always. The range gets bigger as we grow. Older. Yeah, weird. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, does she remember Montana? And what was the move like for them? Oh yeah, they remember Montana well. They yeah. talk to me about it all the time. Actually, the move was kind of short we only lived in montana for i think five years okay i was just born there while they were there my oldest sister and actually all three of my sisters were all born in uh washington okay which is where my family's originally from okay so you're moving steadily more inland from the coast uh what brought them to minnesota minnesota was a job opportunity my dad's a doctor so he got an opportunity out here and ironically, a couple of years ago, he got an opportunity back in Seattle. So he started doing business trips out there. Okay. So then he left, and you guys are, and you moved down to the cities. And yeah. now are you guys all still in Minnesota, the, your sisters? Uh, no. My oldest sister, Megan, now lives in New Jersey. Uh, Katie lives in Erie, uh, Pennsylvania, because yeah. she's going to med school. Okay. Erin is all over the place. She travels a lot. And then I'm here. So. Yeah. Well, you guys are just continuing to spread out. Yeah. Um, what must make? What's it like at Christmas or the holidays? Does everybody come back to Duluth? That's. <laughs> it's actually changing a little bit right now, just because yeah. so hard to nail down with flights and everything over the over the holidays. Actually, we postponed Christmas this year to the twenty seventh because of the all the flights got canceled. Right. Yeah, I have family spread out, too. I have a sister in California, one in Pennsylvania, and my family is originally from Colorado, and that's where my parents are. And it is hard to get everybody back together when you're spread out across the country. It's so difficult. Yeah. Do you miss them? Like, Do you miss having that home base and being able to go back and just have everybody around? Well, on the one hand, I do miss just like being able to come home and talk to all my sisters, talk to my parents, yeah, see my dogs. But I, at the same time feel like I've gotten a lot closer with all of my family members since I moved away, which is yep. a weird paradox, but uh, yeah, I, I consider my relationship with my sisters way better now. 100%. Yeah. I did not like my sister until I moved away, <laughs> and then we started getting along. You have to not share the same 20 feet of space before you can start having friends in your family. Yeah, I think that's a totally fair, totally fair statement. Uh, what did you like about Duluth? Trying to get to, trying to get up and down that big hill by the harbor during the winter time. We actually live at the top of that hill. Which oh, is, really? Yeah, I uh, cannot tell you how many times I've seen my life flash before my eyes in the winter <laughs> because I was driving and just started to slip a little bit. Yeah, I can't imagine that hill. I, I just amazes me every time I go up there that anybody tries to negotiate that hill during the winter. It's really a wonder that they built houses up there. Yeah. 
But there you go. Just start. Just get some momentum, and you can get to the bottom. That's all you need. Honestly, just start sliding. <laughs> That's the way to go. Uh, I noticed when I was uh, looking at your Instagram account, you have a tattoo on your forearm. I do, yeah. Three leaves? Four leaves? Uh, four leaves. One for each of my, uh, well, each of the siblings. Oh, okay. So t- why leaves? Tell me about that tattoo. Uh, so my dad, uh, he's a doctor by uh, practice, but by hobby, he is a woodworker mm-hmm. and has been since my oldest sister was born. So uh, as each of us grew up, he would build like toys and uh, different things for us out of certain kinds of wood. And uh, each of the leaves represent the different trees of those those woods for each of my siblings. Oh, cool. So did each sibling have its own or their own type of wood? Yeah. Yeah. So what is yours? Mine is maple. And how did he choose that? I I don't remember the story, but I think yeah. it had something to do with, like, maple is a hardy wood, and he wanted his son to grow up strong. Ah, I love that. That's interesting. So what are some of the things that uh, you guys would receive? Is it Was it, like, a car or a little train or what? Uh, me, personally, the big one that I remember is he spent months in his shop building a, a wooden, like, mechanical steam shovel, which oh, is... wow. Maybe the coolest gift a, a parent can give their kid. Yeah, and it works, and you can do the... It works to this day. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So you still have it, and you have all of the different leaves represented. Yeah. Do your sisters have a similar tattoo? Did you guys all go in together? I was the last one to get it. They got it, uh, each of them just kind of spread out over the course of a couple of years. Uh, Aaron was actually the first to get it. Yeah. Uh, and then she put the idea in our heads to have it be kind of a sibling tattoo. And so Megan and Katie got it at the same time, and then I actually got mine this summer. Oh, cool. Yeah. And right on the forum, is that where everybody else has it, too? They all got theirs on their uh, uh, calves. I just kind of thought, I'll have it somewhere more visible. Yeah, a little different, right? You're the lone dude. (laughs) You got to be a little different. Got to differentiate myself a little bit. Uh, So family for the swim team is important, too, right? It seems like the family atmosphere for the swim program is huge with the combination of the men and women all in the going at the same time. Yeah, you won't go through a whole practice without hearing someone mention the family at some point, yeah. whether it's sarcastically or not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, on deck, it's a really big part of our team culture to have that family atmosphere, which is, you know, it's, a, it's really a nebulous term to say family, but what we mean by it is just everyone supports each other, everyone is at the end of the lane cheering everyone on, if you're not on your feet during a meet, uh, helping your teammates do better while they're racing by just screaming your heart out, you're not a part. You're, <laughs> you're not acting your part of the family. Yeah. Was that part of the reason why you decided to come to St. Thomas? The emphasis that uh, St. Thomas puts on it was a big part of why I chose to yeah. come here. How important has that been in your success? Because you've had a lot of success so far in your year and a half here. I appreciate that. Um, I think it's been... a a big factor in my success uh just having like my all my roommates are on the team so having my best friends in the world all all cheer me on as i'm doing the hardest thing i've ever done it is it's hard to describe yeah just having that people there right just knowing that you're going to be there for somebody and somebody else is going to be there for you yeah that's a huge motivation it's it kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off even though it's a very pressured thing to be lining up behind the blocks for like finals but knowing that you don't have to worry about coming home and being like ridiculed for a bad performance was it's nice 
Okay, but when's the last time you had a bad performance show? Well, <laughs> we I don't got to get into that. <laughs> you've broken several records so far, right? So have you surprised yourself at all with the way that your career has gone so far? Uh, yeah, I would not. I like to say five years ago, if I had known where I'd be today, I would have thought I was lying. <laughs> or if I could tell myself. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea I had this in me. When I uh, started freshman year of high school, I think I mentioned earlier that I started to see success then. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my coaches put me in just about every event they could because we had no idea what I could be good at. Right. Because I wasn't good at anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then that year, I just kind of, something clicked for me in a breaststroke and I just started dropping time steadily, steadily, steadily. At the end of the year, I was the second fastest on the team behind actually someone who goes here. Oh, nice. Um, that's Julian Young. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then sophomore year of high school, just kept dropping time, kept going down and down. By senior year, I was I had practically shattered the record at a Duluth, or for the Duluth high school team. And I just, I don't know, it was just, it clicked for me that swimming was part of me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and so now have you gotten to the point where it's the little refinements to get those extra half seconds and seconds away from everything else. Oh, you have no idea. It is so granular at this point. Once you get to uh like the higher levels of uh competition, like just being in D1, mm -hmm. you have to start focusing on like your hand position when you're pulling through the water. Um I noticed on Grace's podcast she mentioned her pullouts, which is just like just the motion of that has to have so many individual components go right. Right. And if you mess up one of them out of the like four and a hundred or eight and a two hundred, that's time loss and you're probably not gonna get your time. How mentally, how do you handle dealing with such granular things after you've done so much work just to get to that point? I <laughs> What's funny about that is I mentally don't deal with it. I uh, <laughs> I get go. behind the blocks and I just turn my brain off. I go full muscle memory. Yeah. Because I, I think that's a big part of what makes swimming so fun for me is it's just at practice you put in the work, you put in the time, you get better at what you do, you learn how to do it. And then once you get to a race, you just stop thinking. You just go. Yeah. That's the time to just leave it all behind and just turn it all off and just muscle memory leave it all in the pool is one of my favorite phrases yeah absolutely although you want to be able to get out of the pool you don't want to leave yourself in the pool that's called drowning well that yeah that is a bad thing yeah I've generally rule number one of the swim team is uh don't drown i like that's a good place to start yeah that's a really <laughs> good place to start um what did it mean to you when you were named summit league swimmer of the week a couple of times right uh that, that was actually kind of a shock to me this year i uh one time last year I got it, which was like three quarters of the way through the, the, uh, the swim season. And I like, I don't know, I was a freshman. So I was, I just thought, wow, yeah. why me over my teammates who have done so much better than I have. And then this year it just happened once, happened twice. And then a third time. And it was just like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, they came after like dual meets where I admittedly did drop time for the season, but like, yeah. I, I didn't think they were that remarkably good it's a it's a huge honor it's yeah. 
like I'm trying to rationalize it now. I still don't really get it. <laughs> Just accept it and move on, man. Honestly. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you mentioned that you really like to cook when we were talking before the podcast. How much of that is part of that granular refinement now as you try and get yourself better and better and uh, and that comes down to nutrition and trying to get yourself to that peak performance? Uh, cooking is, well, it's half just because I kind of like just the experience of throwing things together and seeing what tastes good. Mm-hmm. Usually it doesn't work out, but, you know, sometimes it does. <laughs> right. Um, but half of it is the nutrition. It is the, uh, I mentioned before, I've been tracking what I eat for the past, like, six months now. So if you ask me what I ate on June, like, 21st, I could look it up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, but it is, the nutrition is a big part of it just because like, I like to know what goes in my body, Yeah. uh, and knowing that I'm getting the right things to help me like get better in the pool or get better lifting is just, you know, feels nice. Yeah. Can you tell a difference if you gotten a little off the nutritional plank? I mean, cause there's say you're traveling or you're home for the holidays. I mean, there's a big difference. Or can you tell the difference between what you're eating at home and versus when you're really watching what you're putting in? At this point, I can absolutely tell the difference. It is like night and day. When I'm at school, I'm able to buy my own groceries and make my own meals. And so I know exactly what I'm eating all the time and I'm able to control it. Yeah. But like you said, when you go home for the holidays, sometimes you end up eating four or five Christmas cookies that you probably shouldn't have. And then <laughs> uh, you wake up the next day a little bit, little bit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> What is your cheat meal? Do you have a cheat meal? My cheat meal. Oh, I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> I've got a couple. Okay. Uh, my big one is just Raising Cane's. Probably yeah. the best restaurant in the, the sauce. Twin Cities. The, the, the sauce is so good. The sauce <laughs> is legit, yes. Uh, I am a ashamed fan of Domino's Pizza. It is really the best pizza <laughs> interesting people rag on it but it's actually yeah. really good from from just the first bite all the way through the crust or is the crust better what is it about i'm it? honestly the first bite through the crust the crust is probably my favorite part just because they actually season it but you know okay all right so dominoes and raisin canes are your cheat meals they're so good yeah <laughs> so then what's the when you're in on your best behavior what's your best meal my best meal oh this is one i'm actually really proud of i put it together myself um so I get Greek yogurt and I get flour and I make my own dough with a couple of seasonings like a, just garlic powder, some uh, Italian seasonings, and then like some salt. Mm-hmm. I put baking powder in there and uh, then I make my own uh, Italian kind of marinara sauce. Uh, it's half Greek yogurt. Ha- There's a lot of Greek yogurt in a lot of my recipes. Yeah, uh, It's half Greek yogurt, half marinara with a dash of paprika and a bunch of Parmesan. Um, and I just kind of mm, throw that on the stove for a couple of minutes to heat it up and, uh, get the, uh, Parmesan like incorporated in the sauce. Yeah. And then I pour that over the dough, get some, uh, low fat mozzarella and low fat pepperoni. And it is one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. Okay. My, my family can account for that. I have made it for all of them. They all say it's good. They all <laughs> like it. Now they're all going to go get that pizza tattooed on them next, oh, too. Oh, they right? better. <laughs> they should. <laughs> How did you come up with that recipe? Were you just messing around in the kitchen, or did you base it off of something else? Uh, I spend a lot of my time looking up like different recipes for different things, and every component of that just came from a different like food influencer I follow online. Mm-hmm. The sauce I got from some guy on TikTok, the 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 dough 
admittedly I got from a uh, like a mom and pop uh, like recipe blog. Yeah. Uh, but putting them together, that was all. That was all me. <laughs> uh, what else do you like to do for fun when you're not cooking? Uh, I mostly just play video games. Sometimes I write. Yeah. What's your video game of choice? Uh, right now, Minecraft, which is you know a childish answer, but it's mine. <laughs> yeah, but Joe, I still like to play Minecraft too. So finally, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Are you a builder or do you go on the adventures? What's your whole goal with Minecraft? I get rooted into building some huge structure that I usually don't finish, and yeah. then <laughs> spend too many hours working on it. <laughs> so you're a big creative mode guy. Yeah, I, yeah. Li- I like to. I'm more of when I play games. I I prefer to like create rather than just. What's put your, things down. What's what have you built? Give me some examples. Uh, just recently, I built a pretty cool Viking ship that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, I built a huge hourglass at one point for one of my friends. Uh, I'm struggling to think of adva- examples. Does the hourglass work? The hourglass does not work. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say that's pretty impressive. I have no idea about the technical parts of that game. I just throw pretty blocks together and make it look good. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, man. I have to admit that I've built like an entire city in Minecraft. That's probably my next goal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And I also, uh, you know, I may have built a little St. Thomas replica in oh, the city. Oh, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to, right? You got to. Uh, you got to build a pool too. Naturally. Yeah. Writing-wise, what do you like to write? Uh, writing, I mostly just do short stories and a little bit of poetry. Yeah. Where do you get your ideas from? And I know that's the biggest question every writer gets asked, but uh, what what strikes you and what makes you want to write? That's a really hard question to answer because it's kind of everything, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll just be walking around outside one day, uh, see something on the street, and I'll just be like, oh, that could be a sil- symbol for something. And then I'll just kind of like extrapolate on that and just expound on it for half a page. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and see if it takes and if it, see if it takes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you have a favorite writer or favorite author that you like to read? Uh, I really like Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Orwell. I'm a big fan of there's a poet named Phil Kay who I don't know. I just really like his stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm blanking. <laughs> so when you're on a bus trip, I would imagine when you're looking out on the road, I mean, is your brain constantly moving and coming up with ideas there, or do you get deep in thought about something as you're driving through the Midwest? Uh, it's kind of like I was saying with how I play games. It's mostly I just get rooted into one thing and mm-hmm. then just dive deeper and deeper into it if I can. Yeah. What is your major here? Uh, I'm an English education major now. Okay. So are you going to teach writing? I <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Uh, English, I'm a, well, I'm secondary education, so high schoolers. So... Creative writing isn't exactly, as far as my experience goes, something that uh, high schoolers are the most passionate about. <laughs> but if you, if I can, I'd love to teach writing because it's something I'm I'm very passionate about. Yeah, it gives you a chance to get creative, one right, yeah. and you get to delve into some things. You get to research stuff and learn about new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else do you love about writing? I'm. I don't know. It's just. It's kind of like uh, just art in general in that it's you have infinite possibilities and whatever you put on the page, no one else has ever done before. Mm-hmm. It's the pure expression of who you are that I, I, I just find pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some campus stuff. Uh, what is your favorite non-swimming Tommy's team? My favorite non-swimming Tommy's team. Yeah, or whatever sports you like to go support here. Ooh, I'm going to expose myself here. I don't really go to many other sports. I have been to a couple football games. Yeah. I, I think they're pretty fun to go to. Yeah. Is it, do you just uh, prefer to be away from sports when you're, out, when you're not swimming? Uh, it's not that I prefer to be away from sports. It's more that I just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm really bad with scheduling. <laughs> and I'll, I'll like, one day out of the week, I'll say, ooh, there's a baseball game going on. Maybe I'll yeah. go see that. And then I will forget. <laughs> I just won't go. <laughs> How do you make it to practice on time? Or does it help when you have that routine in place? That's such a funny question to ask because sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I got the nickname Sleepy Joe because I had a remarkably bad habit of sleeping through practices. Ooh. Two Saturdays in a row in the first three months of practice, I missed. <laughs> oh, Joe. Maybe maybe my <laughs> lowest point. Yeah. Wait, uh, what, what were you... That's the worst feeling. I'd been through that. When you wake up and you're like, oh, no. Oh, it wasn't my choice to wake up. I got a call from Scott, the, uh, the coach here. Yeah. And both times, the call was mostly just... I'd pick it up and I'd go, oh, God, what time is it? And he would just go, run. <laughs> and I would make it to practice maybe half an hour late. Yeah. Oh, man, that's still not a fun feeling. Get your your adrenaline going, though, early. Oh, yeah, I was warmed up before I even got the pool. (laughs) Favorite uh, Tommy athlete, aside from yourself? Favorite Tommy athlete? I get to talk about my teammates. Yeah. Uh, My best friend on the team, Michael Scripp, is really the most insane swimmer I have ever met. Insane in the uh, deranged way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, almost every meet, he'll come up to me, say something just out of pocket about how he's going to do super well in this race. Then he'll swim it, do amazing, and then throw up immediately. <laughs> it's like he expects it. It's yeah. really... <laughs> like Pavlovian, right? It's as, Pavlovian. It's yeah, got to be. As soon as he finishes, it's time to go puke. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give an example of what he has said to you before a race? What he said to me. <laughs> one time he walked up to me and just made caveman noises. <laughs> that was maybe my favorite one. Yeah. That was actually this season. He came up to me before a race, just kind of went ooga booga, and then went, <laughs> didn't, I think, his fastest time for the season at that point. And I have never been more confused or happier for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have those kinds of friendships. Um, what about your favorite professor on campus? Oh, my favorite professor? Man, that's such a difficult question. I've had so many good ones. Right now, Miss Chella Smith, uh, where? Okay. She was my education professor this year, and well, this semester. Yeah. And uh, her class opened my eyes to a lot of things that I hadn't really thought about before. And I'm glad I took the class. Yeah. Well, especially as a sophomore, you probably still are taking a lot of general education classes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really awesome when you finally get a chance to break out of the general education and get into what you want to do. Well, speaking of general education, actually, my second favorite professor I've had so far was also. Uh, was a gen ed professor. It was my philosophy professor, uh, Dr. Distelzweig. Yeah. He he would, like, stay after class for, like, 15 extra minutes just to indulge me talking about whatever I was confused about or whatever I just thought was really interesting from his class. Yeah. Those were probably his favorite 15 minutes, too. (laughs) I would guess. I really hope so. I thought I sounded stupid every time. (laughs) (laughs) 
but you're learning. You're trying to figure things out. I would guess that most teachers love it when somebody shows interest in what they're teaching. Well, as an education uh, major, I would say if a student stayed after class for 15 minutes just to talk to me because they were interested in what I was talking about, yeah. I would go home and cry tears of joy. <laughs> That's right. And you would call up Michael Scripps and make a funny noise and then just hang I out. I would have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is your favorite place on campus? My favorite place on campus? Uh, outside of my apartment, which I we have decked out to be just <laughs> my favorite place on earth. Uh, I am a big fan of, hmm, just the quad. Yeah. I like hanging out in the quad. Yeah. Even oh, this time of year? warm. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. Uh, what do you do then during the winter? I guess winter is your busiest time, right? Because yeah. Of swimming. During the winter, I wake up, swim, come home, usually either nap or study, <laughs> and then go back to swim, Yeah. and then lift, and then go to sleep, and then repeat. You still have a long time here, right? Two and a half years here. Um, but as you look down the road, when it's time for Joe Rudd to move on past St. Thomas, what do you want your legacy here to be? What do I want my legacy to be? Man, I just hope people remember me as someone who never gave up. I just, as far as I'm concerned, all of my success comes from just, I put in the time in the pool and I keep myself in the moment. I keep myself present and I just keep moving. Uh, <laughs> it's we have a sign in the men's uh swim team locker room that's just a picture of Dory from Finding Nemo that just yeah. says "Just Keep Swimming," which is you know childish again, but it's it's a good it's a good phrase to keep in your head because if you just keep swimming, you keep moving forward, you keep progressing, and if you keep that determination, you'll see progress. Absolutely, yeah, keep moving, don't drown. Two very good things to keep remember. Moving, don't drown. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Well, Joe, I appreciate your time very much. Thank you so much, and uh, best of luck rest of this season and beyond. Of course, thank you so much for having me.